I don't want to go longer. Hello and welcome back again, everybody. This is Jim Berklin, Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News, and I'm here at the Leading Age 2021 Conference in Atlanta. We're on the exhibit hall floor, and I'm glad to have Dan Reingold, President and CEO of River Spring Living, featuring the Hebrew home at Riverdale. Dan and I are old friends, and Dan, I've noticed this year of all time, uh, there's a special strategy being talked about out of this conference, isn't there? Yeah, Jim, first of all, it's great to see you. It's great to be together in person. It's really great to be uh, at at the conference and seeing some old friends. So uh, we're all grateful for that. You know, coming out of the pandemic seems to be a common theme. I think all of us in the long-term care field have shared uh, really incredibly uh, significant challenges that, that Although this pandemic has touched all of us, I don't think anyone's gotten touched as much as long-term care. And, and what, what I'm hearing uh, here at Leading Age is a very interesting initiative called openingdoors.org or Opening Doors. And the, con- the concept is that we've, they did some research and they found that twice as many people look favorably upon long-term care providers as not, which is reassuring. You wouldn't necessarily expect that right. sometimes. Not after the media, you know, I mean, we were all in the crossfire of, of the media and the politicians. Um, and so that was reassuring. And what they've done is they've taken that research and they've set it up into a variety of marketing and strategic and communication initiatives. And, you know, here's, here's the thing that I think is really important for, for all of us in the field. We need to change the language that we're using about around long-term care. For example, um, let's talk about you know a community, not a facility or an institution. Let's talk about a, a field uh, rather than an industry. You know, people don't really want to send mom to an industry. I think they want to send them to a place that feels homelike. And so then also, let's let's not let's get around using the phrase older adults. The days of seniors and elderly are long gone. What are your preferred terms then? My preferred term is an older adult. Um, I'm 67. Um, I guess I'm an older adult. But you know what? We're all getting older. Mm -hmm. And being older is a chapter in life. We're not young adults anymore. We're not middle-aged anymore. But we're not this other group. And that's the point. It's the other. We need to look at older adults as not being other. They are people who have more years behind them. And I think that's going to come in key is how how others, and including us, the media, because I'll say, you know, we have used those terms. However, if you have CMS or the government saying this is what this industry is doing, so you have work ahead of you, don't you, to break these molds? We do, and I think we can do it. Um, you know, there's we're all good at rebranding. What we're really talking about here is rebranding how we look at older adults. And the other thing about it is that we stop referring to older adults as them. They're us. We are all, you know, we're all human beings of different ages. And I saw a wonderful phrase recently, Age, uni- aging unites us. It cuts across every socioeconomic, racial, national, ethnicity, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it unites us if we want it to. And this also goes to things like workforce. I mean, workforce is one of the biggest challenges we're all facing. The minute we start to change the the way we talk about growing old in this country, the minute we change the language around communities that take care of older adults, 
the, the easier it is for people to say, I want to work in that field. That appeals to me. That's, that's a very interesting perspective. It really is. It's, it's humanizing not just the, the people we care for, but it's humanizing the workforce. It makes a nicer, better club, if you will, it to does. be a part it of. It does. Okay, so I, I did want to talk about that now. We're talking high-minded concepts, very good concepts, but what can I, the provider, do that at the provider level? It, it, this is about how we talk to our families. It's about how we talk to our staff. It's about the way we're asking our staff to talk about the work that they do. This is noble work, and, and you know, we, we've gotten a raw deal uh, in these last, uh, more so in the last 20 months than ever, but it wasn't a great reputation going into it. We have an, a, a need and an obligation and a responsibility to change the way we not only talk about aging, but the way we treat aging. And so that's, that's why um, bringing our workforce into this conversation, bringing the government into the conversation, bringing the media into the conversation is all part of the initiative that has to happen. And how do you see this playing out? I mean, could facilities actually have sort of speaking points and a reminder of terms? I almost envision sheets of paper that say this. That's exactly right, Jim. We, we need a glossary. We need to have a glossary that might have five terms, not a not hundred terms, but, you know, community instead of facility or institution. Um, you know, long-term care as opposed to nursing home. Um, us as opposed to them. Older adult rather than senior or elderly. Uh, and and there's, a, there's a few others. Not a lot. Mm -hmm. But if we can just all agree on those terms and begin to use them all the time. You know, you see this in... In, uh, in the various uh, social issues that our society is confronting, um, Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, it's about sensitizing people to humanity, ultimately. And we need to do it as well with aging. And, and just so the folks know, this openingdoors.org is probably where they can go get tuned into more of this. Yeah, it's a, it's a great site. It, and, it, you know, you can see that it's a, an organic work in progress. But, but Leading Age has done an amazing job of, of pulling together in one location uh, strategic ideas, communication ideas, marketing ideas. Uh, the research data is there to, to, to rely on. And, it, you know, as I said to, to Katie Sloan yesterday, it, it couldn't have come any sooner and it couldn't have come any later. The timing of this is really critical and, it, and, and really kudos to them for seeing and understanding that coming out of the pandemic, we, we need to go aggressively in changing the way, changing the paradigm, as they well, say. You've got the attention of the public and the media, if you will, maybe for some of the wrong reasons, but you can turn that to the benefit. And hearing you talk about Katie Sloan, I think of another past CEO of Leading Age. Really, doesn't it sound like Larry Minnick says, you've got to tell your story? Well, we had uh, dinner with Larry Minnick last night, and uh, he's one of my very dear friends. He's uh, just, I, I love Larry. And, you know, he really set the foundation. I mean, he was the guy that came up with what was called the Class Act. It was the first voluntary... Uh, attempt at creating a voluntary long-term care insurance plan, which we desperately need. And Larry has, you know, talked about telling your story. And, and he's talked about, you know, when, when he came to meet with my board, he talked about um, changing long-term care from, you know, he used the metaphor of a zoo, of a cage versus the natural habitat. And, and if you think about it, you know, that's what really all of us are doing. One, one of the things I want to I say about this expo and conference is 
We've been away for two years, um, but my goodness, what innovation is coming out of that two-year process. The, the technology, the, the, the architectural design, the interior design, the, um, the, the medical equipment that we're seeing, the artificial intelligence, and, and it's, it's really incredible to see how much progress we've made during these 20, you know, almost there two years. There is no question. You know? I, I can affirm that. Yeah. Our Technology Awards program recently uh, finished up, and it may be necessity as a mother invention some like it, but we've never seen more creative and people have really been pushed on that. That's so right. what we've been talking about, and kind of bring this to a, a summary, is that it really sounds like providers and operators need to take the offensive a little bit and, and, and they have some good marching orders. Yep. Is that fair to That's say? That's right. And, and you know, and even as we refer to ourselves as operators and providers, you know, we gotta come up with new language for that. You know, right. an, an operator in my mind sounds like a little a little nefarious. We don't wanna be that. We wanna be caregivers. We wanna be communities. We wanna be, you know, places that feel good to the families who are entrusting their loved one to us. And, and so we've got to be very mindful. But yes, we, um, we as an org, you know, we as a field, um, uh, you know, the, the, numbers are, the numbers are coming. We've got, you know, we, we've got the baby boomers, I'm one of them. Um, we, we know that we needed to change things up. And, and as you said, Jim, this, this pandemic has definitely speeded up that process and, and good for that. that. That might be one of the, uh, one of the um, you know good outcomes of the pandemic is that we've really expedited uh, the, the change and revolution in long-term care. You know, and I think that really sums it up wonderfully. Dan, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Reingold, President and CEO of River Spring Living. Appreciate Jim, thank, it. Jim, thanks for having me.